Introducing the new City Life Church app. The City Life app enables you to listen to messages from Sundays, browse and keep up with connect groups, stay up to date with church life through our blog section, and much more. Download the City Life app today. Welcome to the City Life podcast. We are all about making Jesus known. We pray that these messages will help equip you to become a follower of Jesus who is empowered to influence and shape culture. Enjoy the message. I want you to look in your Bibles or Bible apps, if you have that, to Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Luke 10, 38. Luke is, a, is the name of a, one of the Gospels, one of the stories of Jesus. And uh, it was written by a doctor, and he wrote the book of Luke, the book of Acts. In fact, there are more words in the book of Luke than Acts that you know, was written by Luke, which he's the primary writer of the New Testament. He only wrote two books, but it's pretty cool. Um, but we're going to take a look at a little excerpt from the story of Jesus there, Luke 10, 38. While you're getting that out, just, uh, you know, we guys know that this is Thanksgiving week. Isn't that pretty cool? It's Thanksgiving. I love it. I love it. It's one of my favorite, favorite holidays because the pace slows down, you know. Uh, in fact, one of the things I love about Thanksgiving, though, is the history that's attached to it. And... And, and really, uh, Thanksgiving became an official holiday, I, mean, I don't know whether you know this or not, but under Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln is actually my favorite president of all time, but he initiated it as an official national holiday, but you listen to this, he did it in the middle of the Civil War. Now, who, how can you have a holiday during the Civil War? Uh, what he did is he established it as a time for everyone to stop and give thanks to God for all of his wonderful goodness. But can you imagine how bad it really was? I mean, this is in the midst of America's most horrible... This is the darkest place in American history. And, and, and he just made it a powerful declaration, and it stayed with us till today. So it's, it's not about football and turkey. It's about giving thanks to God. Make sure you do that. Uh, in fact, you know, regardless of what you're facing today, and I don't care how dark things may look, my encouragement to you is to take some time this week to, even if it means physically writing out a Thanksgiving list to God and putting it somewhere and just saying to God, God, thank you for this. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because I'll tell you, gratitude is one of the most powerful ways of readjusting our hearts. Do it. Okay, and uh, Thanksgiving is uh, going to be past this next week, and then it all becomes all about Christmas, right? You guys like Christmas? I love Christmas. Yes, the tree is up in the plaza. I was walking by there the other day, and I was like, ah, look, look, it's, it's up. I was so excited, and, and I don't do very many selfies, but I did a selfie. So I was just happy to be there, and, and, uh, and the Parade of Lights is, is, is tonight. And, and in fact, the musical White Christmas has been at Bass Hall this week. Have you guys ever seen White Christmas? Yeah, Rebecca loves musicals. I, I, I try to take Rebecca to a couple of musicals a year, and, and, and you know, and, and I, I, I can be cultured. You know, I can go like, oh, enjoy the finer things of life, you know. It's like, I'd like my seats, please. And you go and you sit and you enjoy. And like, oh. yeah, I, I can do that. I can do that very well. I can flow with all that. Um, White Christmas was uh, the only Christmas musical that worked into our schedule this year that was local. So we did it. And, and, and we put on our warm clothes you know, like, we're, we're kind of like posing as people who are north of the Red River, you know, when it's actually, it was 75 degrees out there. I looked like, okay, it's 75 degrees. What is the deal? But, but I was, but, and we were sweating, you know, 
and we're just, just, it was, it was crazy, but we got in there, and, 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 and I was just like, you know what, this is really, though, the perfect, perfect musical for us to have here in Texas, because it's all built around this theme song of, I'm dreaming, you know, I'm dreaming of a white, okay, right, right? And you know what we do and do as Texans? Oh, stop it. You know what we do it stop. You know what we do as Texans, though? We love to sing that. Why? Because it's the truth. We dream about a white Christmas, and it probably ain't never going to happen, you know? So, but if we're good Christians, we can't sing the next line. Just like the ones I used to know. You can't. You can't. Because it's a lie. It's a lie, my friend. I, my opinion is that as Texans, we should change that song officially to, to the words like, j- just like the ones on TV shows, and then we can sing it, and yeah, yeah. yeah. You like that? Like that, Jordan? Can you lead us in that later? J- yeah, I'm dreaming of white just like the one on TV shows. It'll be good. But okay, the musical started, and, and I was kind of excited. I thought, okay, I'll be able to follow this one. The musical started off with, you know, it was kind of an army scene with some World War II guys and all that, and, and I'll, I'll follow this, but I don't know, I, I don't know. It happens sometimes during those musicals. I don't know what happened. I, I just, boom, I was out. I went to sleep. I mean, t- I'm telling you, 10 minutes into it, and it always happens when the dancing starts. I don't know why. I, I, I have nothing against dancing. I love it and everything, but, but it's just... Let me just tell you, it was tap dancing for hours during that musical. And I, and, and I, I was asleep, and Rebecca says, yeah, you were just like, uh, kept you know, falling. You know how you do that when you're asleep. And, and uh, now, now, please understand, the talent was amazing. It was out of this world. And I would wake up and go, man, those people are talented. Boom, and I was right back out. But, and so I, after it was all over with, I thought, what's the deal with me? What's the deal? And so I, I, I resolved this in my heart. I, I resolved this is that a man goes to see White Christmas for one of two, and, or possibly two, but definitely one of two, fully acceptable reasons. The man it, it, it goes because he wants to indulge in his love for tap dancing, which is fine, which is fine. Or he goes because he really loves the girl by his side. And that was my reason for being there. And she forgave me for falling asleep. Didn't you, sweetheart? Okay, we're not going there. All right, so, so, but the truth is, is that people go to musicals for a variety of reasons. And, 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 and I was kind of thinking about, it's like, you know, it's all sim- similar to church. People are here for a variety of reasons today. If we were just to uh, take a poll, why are you here? I mean, we'd get a lot of different answers. And, and, and it's, but the truth is, is that regardless of your motivation to be here today, there are certain things that are going to happen. It's, it's certain things you, you can know and you can expect. It's like you go to Bass Hall to White Christmas and you're going to get a whole lot of tap dancing. And, and that's what you're going to get. And one thing for certain is here is, is that I have this hope and I have this prayer that you're going to actually encounter God today and you're going to hear from God today. And get this. It's not about hearing from Tim. Catch that? It's about hearing from God. See, because I believe God speaks to you personally and intimately right here in this setting. Now, I spent a lot of hours preparing my messages, but what God does is then God customizes it, and that's where you know it's God. Because so that, so that everyone will end up leaving here hearing something just a little bit different from God. And right now during this series of messages, my heart is to attempt to, to get you to begin to quiet your mind and to listen to the voice of God, learn how to hear from God. As I shared last week, get a word from God. Um, and to do this even before the, the holidays get into full swing because things get crazy here pretty quick. And, and it's for you to begin to discover what God is telling you about 2018. Because listen to this, God has plans for you. 
but it's up to you to activate God's plans. Catch that. God has the plans. Oh yeah, it's, it's already set. But those plans don't just automatically happen. You have to activate them. So there's this gap here. You have to activate. God has the plans. But we've got to figure out what to do to make the plans get over here to activation. And that's what this series of messages is about. Really what I'm asking you to do is to search really your heart and ask God for, for just simply one word, a solitary word that will define and underscore 2018. Because it's up to us to tune into God, to listen to him, and to get that one word from him that will actually propel his purpose in our lives over this next year. And the new year is close. I don't want you to wait till January 1st and try to cram in a bunch of resolutions, a bunch of stuff that will probably never become reality, or you'll start it, attempt it, and it'll fail. It's kind of like going to the gym every year. It's like from, from January 2nd. Alonzo, I'm sorry, but it's true. It's, you know, January 2nd all the way till, till the 15th. I know you guys are selling memberships like crazy, but, but the, 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 it's like packs like, I can't even get to a machine like when do I have to come I have to talk to the manager to get like give me a key for after hours or something but then but then like February 15th arrives or as soon as like the uh the the, the marathon is finished here in town all of a sudden you get your gym back you know but what why is it that way it's just because we tend to not follow through on all of these crazy resolutions so so Instead, my encouragement this year is for you to begin listening to God right now and to simplify your approach to 2018 using one word. Now, if you missed the first two messages of the series, I encourage you to get the City Life app, listen to them because it'll give you a little more texture and support to what I'm saying today. But, but, but if you're going to discover this word from God, really there are, some, there are just three very simple steps. And the first one is what I call look in, which is to prepare your own heart. And to do this, though, guys, You've really got to slow down, and that's hard for us, especially in this culture. You have to make the cognitive choice to stop your mind from racing. Unplug the mental spinning of your mind. Silence the noise and the clutter around you. It may even mean finding a little bit of solitude and silence somewhere and, and to just go to a place where you can really listen to God for a little bit. Then stop this roar in your mind. And actually, really, honestly, turn your phone off. You can do it, I promise. There is an off switch. Some of you didn't even know that existed on your phone. It's there. See, in fact, you know what? That's why worship is so important. I, I love worship. I believe in it. But what happens with worship is it causes us to get our eyes and our mind and our affection on God. And that's when we drop our prejudices, our fears, and hurts. We drop our agendas. And, and what happens in that setting is our hearts become prepared for God to speak. In fact, that's why we arrange the service the way that we do, so that you will come in and, re and experience worship, which is, this is a decluttering of everything, and it's an opening of your heart so that when, when God's word is spoken, it'll be like a seed that'll go in, and, and it'll produce fruit. And when you leave here, you're going to be different. Th that is a, that's, a, that's a strategy because I want you to be changed. I want God to speak to you. And, and I'll tell you this much. I am not about religious exercise. That's just coming to church just to do the church thing. No, I want it to be impactful. If that's what it was all about, forget it, you know? Just this time, I, 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 just this last week, I spent some personal time in worship, which we should all do. And I was worshiping, and I spent some time reading some scripture and just reading through something. But then I came along uh, a passage that I know so well, but I just stopped, and I paused, and I drank it in. It's James 127, where it says, Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, 
to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. And when I looked at that, I just stopped and I pondered, like, oh God, the simplicity of it all. Why do we make it so complex? And, and then I started thinking about my one word for 2018, which I know what it is and you don't, and you're not going to get to know for a little while because I don't want to you know, mess with your word. But, but I started thinking about my word, secret still, and how that fits into that scripture. And I started getting excited because I, I was reading that and God began to even showing me plans of action for my own life and for our church as well. And, and I'll tell you what, that's how you get direction from God. And then the second part is, is that we look up. We, we listen to God. Uh, your prayer is, is critical. Prayer is basically, it's just essentially a conversation with God. It's talking with him. And did you know that you can also ask God a question? You can inquire of God. There's nothing wrong with doing that. In fact, you should. I think you should ask God, you know, what do you want to do in me? And what do you want to do through me next year? Can you be willing to pray that prayer? Uh, some of you need to write that down. That's a prayer that you need to be praying to God. God, what do you want to do in me and through me this next year? And, and, and God will answer that. You just keep asking and God will answer that. See, and then when you begin to get these questions answered, this will help you to focus in on what God is saying rather than all of the craziness that your mind is producing because our minds are overactive. But at the same time, I've also found that for me personally, and I've, I know from so many other people, what God is saying is typically something that's already been stirring in your heart and your mind at that point. And then God, you feel like God's speaking it and it, and it becomes a confirmation. In fact, God will even put big signs in your way and th that, that will remind you of, hey, this is in your heart and I put it there. I mean, you may even be on a billboard. Now, if it says Whataburger, you know that's not of God, okay? But, 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 but seriously, God is always speaking and he's always trying to reinforce what he's saying to you. Back when Jesus was on the earth, uh, Jesus, God in human flesh, which is just amazing to think about it. He went to this house of these sisters, these two sisters who followed his ministry. And when he was there with them, something profound happened. I want us to take a look at the story. It's found in Luke chapter 10, verse 38. And in this story, I want you to see the contrast between these two sisters. Look at their different responses to Jesus, God, <laughs> being in their house. And I also want you to try to see yourself in this story. Take a look at it, Luke, Luke 10, 38. It says, as Jesus and the disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary. There's two characters. Martha, say Martha. Martha. Say Mary. Mary. All right, you got them. You got it figured out. It says, Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. Sat listening. But Martha was distracted with all the preparations that had to be made. So she, Martha, came to Jesus and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all this work for myself? Tell her to help me. <laughs> Can you imagine talking to God that way, Jesus? I love how the Lord answered. He says, Martha, Martha. Now, I, I, I pause there because I don't really know what the two Marthas, how it sounded. Did he, because he said it twice. So he's really, he's emphasizing something. I mean, did he go, Martha, Martha. I mean, was it that? Or was it Martha, Martha? Anyway, he, I, I, don't, I don't know. Or was it like, 
Martha, Martha. I, I don't know, but there are a lot of different ways you can do it. And you can have a little bit of fun with that on your own, on your car, on your way home, so you people don't think you're too weary. But, but, but he, he, he said that to her, Martha, Martha. I think that's how he said it. Look, look, because, because how I, I know that is because of what he said next. He said, you are worried and you're upset about so many different things. And I know he did it like that too. But few things are needed. In fact, he said, indeed, only one. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. He's gotten it down to the one thing. And he said, Mary, your little sister, has chosen the better. And it will not be taken from her. In other words, you're not going to convince me to tell her to get, her, get up and do what you're doing because you're not going to steal from her her blessing because she made the right choice. Now, look at the story. Think about it. Which one would you be? I know some of you are going, I'm a Mary. You know, I'm a Mary. Yeah, come on, come on. The truth is, maybe that's 5% of you. I know you guys. You see, because... I mean, you guys are city people. You've got this work ethic, and that's how Mom Martha was, and, and she's driven, and she wants everything to be perfect, 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 and she gets annoyed when she sees somebody who's not working. They look like they're lounging around, and she just gets a little pissed. And so, so Mary, though, it's interesting because the description of her are just two words, sitting and listening. But Martha is described as being distracted by her agenda, demanding, worried, upset, having too many things on her mind. Mary simplified. She reduced the noise and the clutter. She stopped her busyness to simply absorb and listen to God. I mean, literally, face to face, God. It's so crazy because Martha was right there. You know the houses in those times were small. She would have been right there in the same house with the same opportunity, but she missed out. Mary simplified. Martha complicated like we tend to do. If you look at the story, and even take it from the perspective of these messages that I'm sharing with you and ask yourself, I wonder what Mary's one word would have been if she would have had that. Well, I would conclude that Mary's one word would have just been this. Listen. Just listen. Because it was definitely her theme that day. I mean, can you, okay, the thing about this, can you imagine going into 2018 with that word as your one word from God? And you begin applying it to your life. I'm talking about from your occupation, to your work in the community, to your family, to your love relationships, to your church, to your own heart, um, and to, to God. Now, and, and the truth is, when God drops that one word in your heart, it will drive you to do some things different that for some of you will actually become life-altering. Listen, your life counts. In fact, God made your life to count. And God has a destiny for you. And no one in this room, you have reached your destiny yet. And it's no accident that you're here today because God wants to give you focus and he wants to give you clarity. Let me just get a little tough on you here. It's time for some of you to stop being driven by your stress. Some of you need to stop being driven by your anger. Stop being driven by your hurt. Stop being driven by your rejection. Stop being driven by your fears, and it's time for you to stop being driven by your prejudices. It's time to hear from God and get that singular clarity and then make the choice that God's voice is going to win over the craziness of the clutter and the pace of your life. Interesting. Mary won. Martha didn't. Why? It's because Mary tuned in, and it set her life on a different trajectory. 
I happen to be a student of the Bible. I love it. I love studying it. And I'll tell you what, the truth is, is that you keep seeing Mary popping up in the story of Jesus again and again and again after this. And she also faces some really, really tough stuff in her life. But she's an overcomer. And she stays focused. Martha, the sister, she actually fades into the background of the whole story of Christ. So who are you going to be? This is a tough word for us. So again, listen to God. He's speaking. But it's up to you to listen. I've asked Jordan to come up here and to share his one word for 2018 with you. And As he comes up, I just want to say that my hope is that this will be an inspiration to you and that you will refuse to overcomplicate this process. I know living in the city can make things very complex. And like Martha, it can keep us really occupied uh, and so that we may not even pay attention to the voice of God, which is most important. And I don't know if he's going to sing his one word or what, but he's here with, with his, ready to go. See, what God wants to do is God wants, God wants to improve you. God wants you to serve others. God wants you to deepen your relationships with others, deepen your relationship with him. God wants you to live more generously, really in every way, because you matter to God. And I believe this very, very simple, simple tool, if you won't neglect it, it will get, for many of you, it's going to get your life right back on the right track, even if you're headed in the complete opposite direction this morning. And for some of you, you may just be off by a little one degree, just heading off in a little wrong direction, but you keep doing that over long term, and you're going to be way out of God's plan for you. And I just encourage you to hear that word and listen to it. Now, Jordan, share with us your one word. Sure. And don't worry, I'm not going to play a weird, awkward, little one-word song. <laughs> Thank you. Because that would be that my would first be weird. Oh, no, he's going to do the weird, awkward song. Um, Artists, no, you know how they are. Yes, I do. Yeah. I yes. do. Um, so my one word is actually a one-word question, which represents to me two questions. And um, one of the questions is one that I ask myself, and then the other one is one that God has been... Um, asking me. So my, my one word question is ready? That's my, that's my one word question, ready? And what that represents to me, the question that I would ask myself is, what are you doing to prepare for what God is calling you into? Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and that's, a very that's a very focus centric question because it keeps me present. And it keeps, because preparation happens in the here and now. Mm -hmm. Even though it's for something later, it happens now. So it's a focused question for me. What am I doing now? And then the question that God is asking me is, what does feeling ready have to do with it? Mm. And for me, that's, that's, a, that's an attention grabber mm. because I don't often feel ready for what God, there's not been one time that I felt ready when God has asked me to go to the next, the next level. And... Um, and so I've just determined that I'm going to ask me that. That's, I'm going to ask myself that question: What does feeling ready have to do with this? I'm I just going to do it. If God's calling me to do it, whether or not I feel ready, I'm full steam ahead. I love that. I love that. You used a word I've never heard before: focus centric. Ooh, you did go to school, yeah. But no, I love it. But but here's what I really love about that. All joking aside, you you made it a question. And I didn't hear that until today. And, and I'd, I'd never thought about the one word being a question. 
so you see how God speaks differently to different ones of us? And how God even showed him, it's a question that comes, he asks himself and that God's asking him, like, wow! I mean, that's just like, that's something to live by. That's something to live by. I'm asking you guys, will you quiet your heart and look inside and look up to God and listen to him and get that one word from God? And some of you already have it, I know you do. Some of you, you're very close. Uh, others of you, it's been this word that's been bumping around through your mind since I started talking, and maybe that's God talking to you. And it's because you're focused and you're listening to God right now. And if you get that one word, the last step is this, is to look out, which means, which means you're going to start living your word. See, what I'm going to do with my word is I'm going to keep it very, very prominent. Everywhere it's going to be in front of my eyes because I know that this guy needs a constant reminder, but it will make my tough questions, my tough decisions easier, and uh, it will give me the tenacity that I need to just get out there and do it in spite of emotions because emotions will deceive you. Just get out there and do it. In fact, right now for me personally, I'm moving into this season over the next couple of months where I'm really going to be very focused on a major project for the city. It's called the Mayor's Week of Compassionate Service. And, and I'm, I'm privileged to be able to chair the, the group that, that does all of this. And, but I know that my one word is going to be critical for getting me through the next couple of months. I know that well. You know, three years ago when we started it, God put a desire in my heart along with a few other uh, Christian leaders here, or spiritual leaders here in town to, to create this 10-day window when people of Fort Worth would focus on one thing. And that was just volunteering and, 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 and creating projects to live out the golden rule, which is love your neighbor as yourself. Let's find a way to practically do it. And, and it's been fun watching that expand over the past couple of years. I mean, individual families have been involved and churches and church groups, nonprofits, neighborhoods, small businesses, large corporations and schools, if they've all gotten involved. I mean, last year we created and initiated 105 different activities in town uh, and it was designed to demonstrate compassion across the community. Uh, this year, we're, we want to create 200 different compassion activities. Uh, last year, there were about 15,000, almost 16,000 volunteers that served the community during the Mayor's Week of Compassionate Service. And this year, we're looking for about 3,000 volunteers to be involved. But here's the truth. Because I'm at the helm of this thing, I'm going to ask City Life to take the lead. It's actually a very perfect easy way to make Jesus known in our city during the last week of January and I'm going to be giving you the details on how to do that see my one word though it's going to give me the impetus and the focus to move forward because I've heard from God I want my life to count and I'm going to live out what God has spoken to me I'm not going to just kind of meander through life and now once you discover this word that God has given you, then you have to live it out because your one word will have an impact in all areas of your life. I'm telling physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, relational, financial. And when you keep that one word central and focused, it'll be, it'll be there for you. It'll be screaming at you. You, you need to tell your accountability partners and, and tell your family, tell your connect group and write it in your journal. Uh, make it the wallpaper on your computer. I don't know. Make it pop up every day on your calendar at 7 a.m. on your phone. You know, boom, there it is every day for 365. Uh, post it on your refrigerator, Facebook it. Make it your new Facebook banner or whatever that's called. But just do whatever it takes to keep it fresh and focused. 
In fact, on two weeks from today, on Sunday, December 3rd, uh, we're going to be putting this banner up on the wall, and the guys have put together kind of a little mock-up of what that looks like. But this banner is going to go up there on the wall, and it's going to have your word on it. Uh, and my word, and Jordan's word. We'll know what Jordan's is because it'll be the one with the question mark, in case you forget, you know. Unless everybody else does question marks now, because that, uh, that, that could be trendy. But we're going to have this, this banner up there on the wall, and it'll have your word. Not your name, just your word. We're going to leave that up for a couple of months. That way, every time you walk in here, you're going to say, yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it. That's what's giving me focus this year. And it's going to be your inspiration. You're going to walk into this room, but you're also going to see what, other, what God has been speaking to other people. And you're going to say, wow, look how God speaks to all of us in so many different ways, but we're all moving forward with new tenacity. I like that. Here's how to get it started. Put on your seat today a little card. It's a little one-word card. Well, I didn't put it on your seat. I said that in the early service. I said it again today. I just lied. Somebody else put it on your seat, and I just took credit for them putting it on your seat. But, but uh, uh, what did I do with it? I don't even know what I did. I think I, I approved the publication. But, but this little card right here is what I'm going to ask you guys to take action with today. Um, take a look at it. It says, my one word for 2018 You'll fill it in there. Now, some of you, you're ready to fill this out. Others of you, you you're going to want to wait, and whatever, but if it's not in by next Sunday, <laughs> your name's not going to be, I mean, your, your, your word's not going to be up the ba- on the banner, but if you, if you know, it's just fill out that one word right there and do the, do the info there. But then it says, here are four questions to help you discover your one word. What is God saying to you in 2017? That's what, what has God been saying to you this year? Because that's a precursor. What area of your life does God want to use? Hmm? What is it? You know what it is. I don't. You know. What area of your life does God want to transform, maybe? Again, you would know. I don't know. And how does God want to position you for 2018? Those are basic questions to ask to come up with that one word. My prayer is that 2018 will be a year of breakthrough as the Lord takes you to the next level and as you use your one word to make Jesus known through all areas of your life and hear me well your best is yet to come God has greater plans for your future he just wants for you to get in step with him his plans are here your execution is over here what's in between is understanding what it is and having the plan of action that's what you've got to do And that's what today's about. We're going to connect it. We're going to start making what God does very relevant and practical to our lives. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and focus internally because now is the most important part of the day. Because there might be some of you who are here today and you've never really surrendered your life to Jesus. Maybe you've drifted from your relationship with God and you really want to know this Jesus that I'm talking about. You want a new beginning and you know you need it. I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond by doing one simple thing. It's by lifting your hand. Because faith is when you respond outwardly to what's happening on the inside. Knowing this is that Jesus loves you more than you can imagine. He died for you so that you can live forever. And everything in your life can change today. If you'd like to be included in this closing prayer, I'm just going to ask you to... Raise your hand at the count of three to surrender your life to Jesus and then I'll lead you in a prayer. Would you please do that? One, two, three. Lift your hand to be included in my closing prayer. Lift your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Who else? Thank you. Who else? Thank you. 
Awesome. Here's what I'm going to ask that we do now. If, if you raise your hand, I'm going to ask that you, along with everybody else in this room, just to stand your feet. Everyone stand, please. I'm going to ask you to repeat these words after me today, all right? Come on, just, I don't want you to mean these words from the bottom of your heart. Dear Jesus, come on, everybody say it. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for my sin. I believe you're the Son of God. Please forgive my sins. Today I give up my past. And I embrace the future that you have for me. Thank you for speaking to me. Thank you for revealing your word to me. I'm ready for focused action. My life will count. In Jesus' name, amen. City Life is able to continue making Jesus known through the consistent investments of many. And if you would like to invest financially into the vision, you can do so at citylifefw.org. Simply select the giving option that works best for you. Thank you for listening to this week's message from City Life Church. You can stay connected through Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And we look forward to seeing you on Sunday.